Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic. So join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron Ng and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. In today's fast-paced society, some families are employing domestic helpers to allow them to better manage the demands of family, work, and household responsibilities. Some families see their domestic helper as just an employee, while other families regard their domestic helper as part of the family. Some cases of employers mistreating or taking advantage of their helpers have made the news recently. But yet, we have also heard of stories of many helpers who have integrated well with families and in a sense seen the children grow up with them. Today, we have Jeannie Chong with us to share her journey raising her family with the support of her helper. Jeannie is a mother of three children and she runs an online bookshop called Tiny Seeds Bookshop. Welcome to the Parent Ad Podcast. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you for having me on the show. Hi, Jeannie. Maybe you can start off by sharing a bit about yourself, you know, um, how long have you been married and how old are your children? I'm a stay-at-home mom to three kids, Joy, Jonathan and Josiah, who are now six, four and two years old. And I've been married to Jason for 10 years. In fact, we will be celebrating our 10th anniversary next week from this time of recording. And um, we also have a helper, Lynn, who has worked for us the past five years. And she's like family to us. She has been with our family from the time we had one kid to three kids now. She will actually be leaving us and probably will have left for the Philippines by the time this episode airs. So maybe you can share with us, you know, why did your family decide to employ uh, Lynn? Um, well, first of all, I recognize that it's a privilege we have to be able to afford to hire a helper. And Lynn came to work for us a few months before my second child, Jonathan, came along. At that time, I was working part-time and my daughter was two years old. And I used to bring her to the office when I work and we actually got into a good momentum. But I recognized that it will all change when we have two very young kids and anything that was going to be possible by that time. We had very little help from our ex- extended family at that time uh, for various reasons. And we felt that having a helper as we transited from having one kid to two would make the transition more manageable. Many of us may not have the experience of having a live-in helper. Um, do you grow up having one yourself? I think for a very, very short time in my preschool life, I had a helper. Yeah, but I have very little memory of that. And so after that, I, yeah, I don't remember being raised by a helper. So how do you think that made an impact on your family? I did not have a helper when I was growing up, but I grew up in a very different way. I was raised by a single mother and I just had a lot of other uh, support that came with that. I went to a student care center, for example. So now raising my own kids and being a stay-at-home mom and hiring a helper, it was very new, but I knew that I wanted to be a good employer because my children will will learn. <laughs> my children will learn from me how to treat other people, 
how to treat people who are different or other people who live in our house who are not yeah, from our family. And I wanted to do it properly, so to speak. So can you share with us um, about your relationship with your helper, Lynn, and you know, how do you get to know her over these years and, and did it change over this period of time? Um, so we hired Lynn at the point uh, before my second son came along. And when she came along, things definitely got a lot more manageable, especially when it came to chores and cooking meals. We had more time, my husband and I, we had more time and energy as a couple to have proper conversations because we are not fully exhausted from handling everything on our own and we could spend more meaningful time with our children. She made a, such a difference to our home, Lynn, when she came because of the practical help that she gave, really just the day-to-day living as well as the kind of person that she is. She's actually a very patient person. She's soft-spoken and the way she handled our children right from the start has been gentle and patient. And that's something I really appreciate because my children are so precious to me. Of course, I hope that somebody uh, who's supposed to also care for them, whether or not I am around, um, would, would treat them properly as well. Yeah, so I've seen that and I really appreciate that about Lynn. So I've seen you post on your social media and you describe Lynn as a really a great blessing to your family. And as you mentioned, you know, with her personality, uh, being gentle and patient, I believe that really also brought a change or transformation even in, your, in the way your children uh, grow up, uh, you know, in the way they treat other people, in the way they relate with their friends. Uh, do you think that your children have learned a lot from her? I definitely think that they would have caught things from her because of the way she she carries herself around the house. I mean, we all live together. We all live in the same place, in the same space. And especially with this COVID times when we have to be indoors a lot, um, I think how, how we behave would affect the atmosphere in the house and the children will pick it up, whether or not they can articulate that. So because um, yeah, Lynn is quite a soft-spoken and peaceful person, I think that has helped even in the way we, yeah, we treat each other in, in the house. At the start, when Lynn came to join our family, we were pretty welcoming of her. And just by the virtue of having someone to help with our laundry, uh, cleaning the floor and all those things, I already felt grateful and like relieved of a lot of my burdens in caring for the home or running a, a home. And so we... Yeah, we, we were respectful of Lynn. And at the time of hiring, we usually have to have an interview with the candidates. And so when we, we met Lynn for the first time at the interview, we made our expectations known at that point about what we needed a helper in our family to, to do, what we actually needed help with. And I felt that having that upfront also set the expectations accurately with her. And that gave Lynn the opportunity to ask questions also about the role without fear. And we also share a common faith. We're all Christians. So that, that helps a lot. Having someone new coming to live with us took some getting used to. We gave ourselves time to adjust. And then we gave feedback in a respectful way when it was needed. I think for me, having somebody new come to live with us definitely needs adjustment but it also helped me to learn how to let other people do things in their own way. 
I mean, if you are going to hire a helper to help with chores, um, I don't think I want to micromanage the way she cuts her garlic or folds my clothes as long as it's done. Because if if I want to control even that, then I, I should just do it myself. Yeah, so I think that comes with just respecting her as an individual, as a person with value. You mentioned about having that mutual respect for each other, even the kind of way you treat the your helper. Have you observed how, you know, your children maybe even model that or when they observe you and your husband, you know, engage with Lynn? Uh, did they also learn how to engage with Lynn in a respectful way? I think quite naturally because they have not much other reference. So they would take yeah, take reference from us, take the cue from us in how we treat Lynn. So um, if, if they need something, they would say their please and say their thank yous. Even if they don't, I will correct them. And um, when, when we are out, when my husband and I are out, and if Lynn is home with their children, the children know because we made it clearly known that um, whatever Auntie Lynn says would be, would be what you follow. We won't be correcting her at that point. Yeah, and because we also um, communicate with Lynn the, the boundaries that the children can have, yeah, that the children should have. And so she is also very understanding of that. We don't, we don't allow our children to be disrespectful. I mean, we wouldn't allow our children to be disrespectful to anyone. So even more so when it is in, in our home, because that sets the way like other patterns of communication will happen. And I think I, I remember some other points uh, in, in our time of having Lynn as our helper where yeah, my, one of my child would have been rude to her. Then I will explain, you know, Auntie Lynn, she is from the Philippines and she's so far away from her family. We are her family when she's here. She has a mother, a father. She has brothers and sisters. She has people who care about her. And so we should treat her in the way that shows that we care about her. Yeah, so I think that that helps. Yeah, but that was very, very early on because now it's just a pattern. It's just a natural pattern in the way we talk to her. Yeah, and I can see your children are very um, attached to her. Um, you know, in the way you celebrate, uh, whether is it uh, festive seasons or even birthdays. Uh, maybe you can share with us about some ways your family has done over the years to you know honor and maybe even show appreciation to Lynn. Uh, yes, you're right. We celebrate special occasions with Lynn. Um, like we will all go out for a nice meal at a restaurant on our birthday in our family. Whatever we do in in our own celebration, we also would do the same when we have Lynn. Uh, we have a cake. We have a birthday song. We will say thank you to her and encourage her. And because we are a Christian family, we will also pray a blessing over her life. And then now that she's leaving for the Philippines for the next chapter of her life, she plans to get married and start a family of her own. We are creating a cookbook Yeah, for her. We're creating a cookbook with 26 of our family's favorite dishes that Auntie Lynn has ever cooked for us. All kid approved, all enjoyed many times over many meals. And then we are selling this cookbook to raise funds. Uh, proceeds from which will go to Lynn as a way to bless her, to bless her family in the next chapter. It is in English and Tagalog so that moms and also other Filipino helpers can benefit from it. So it's called Simple Home Cooking and it's co-authored together with Lynn, right? Yes, yeah, so um, along the way of learning how to 
cook certain dishes for our family. Lynn has been very resourceful. Resourceful. She would go onto the internet or go onto YouTube to find out how to cook certain dishes. Uh, maybe we've eaten out and then we thought, oh, that tastes really good. Do you think you can try to cook it at home? So she would actually go and do a research and, and find out how to cook it. And along the way, we would have adapted those recipes and yeah, made it according to our taste, our preferences. And so Lynn has been amazing. We did a calculation of how many dishes she would have cooked in the past almost five years of working with us. And if she has cooked at least eight meals every week, lunch and dinner for four days, and uh, over the past four years, it would be more than 1,500 home-cooked meals. Wow, that's uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that actually kind of makes her an expert in home cooking. Um, and I thought that that would be a, a blessing as well to her from the funds raised and even to the other helpers who may not really know how to cook food yet, can do with other ideas for preparing food for the family that they're working with. So besides yourself, who else is working on this recipe book? Or how did this uh, collaboration of sorts, uh, how did it uh, evolve and how did it come to pass? Yeah, so it started as a, a good idea that I thought can happen. And um, my husband encouraged it. He thinks that that is possible too. And when we shared the heart behind it, that it is to, to bless our helper and how it also symbolizes the just welcoming and honoring of the domestic helpers that we have in our country. I think uh, when I shared that and the need for for a designer, my friend Melissa Sim, she, she said yes. And uh, she's also a stay-at-home mom right now who has given up a lot of her free time to do this for us. And uh, for our Filipino friends, Cookie and Ian, who have uh, very kindly and very generously helped to translate it to Tagalog, they would debate little terms of like to season. How do you say that in Tagalog such that it's accurate? Yeah, they would do that and they don't expect anything in return. And mm. I think that is also the beauty of this project. About the cookbook, uh, were there any suggestions that your children gave to contribute you know, to, to this whole book? They did. So when we first started on this cookbook idea, I made a list of all the things that we enjoy eating. So the children would agree or show a lot of enthusiasms for when I got the correct dish out. And um, actually the children, they were also very patient because we would take photographs of the food that, that's supposed to be their lunch or their dinner. And because we have to photograph them, it took a little longer. And so even when they were hungry, they would wait. <laughs> they wait patiently for the photography to be done so that they can enjoy the food. So that's why you say it's uh, child-approved? Yes, it's child-approved. Um, they, they are not picky kids to start with, but I think that these, these dishes um, are easy to adjust to any kid's tastes. And considering how yeah, all three of them would usually finish up their food, I think that's already a, a great indication yeah, for how it will be accepted. So it's not just uh, a project between you and Lynn, but there's a whole community that is coming alongside to honour the domestic helpers in Singapore. Uh, that's beautiful. Um, for families who want to appreciate and honour their helper, but they really do not know where to start, what, what can they do? Or maybe what are some small steps they can take? They can start by saying thank you for simple things. 
like when they have washed off a difficult stain on your clothes or when they relieve you of your screaming kit so that you can take a work call. Um, you can encourage them. You can encourage your helper. We would do that for our friends or even our co-workers when we see them do something good and well. So what more our helpers? They live with us. They are in our lives. They are people. They have feelings. They have loved ones who live so far away. So yeah, you can do that. You can include them when you buy bubble tea or coffee or dessert. <laughs> you celebrate their birthdays. You buy them a Christmas present. You can give them a bit of a bonus if you can afford it. Just small, simple gestures. So Jeannie, what are some values that you want to pass to your children and friends with this project that you're working on? For our children, it would be that everybody has a value, even if it is a domestic helper who has left her home to come and live with us and work, work in our home and serve us, even though they are serving us um, by helping us with our yeah, daily things they are important and they have value. And so we should treat them with respect and uh, with kindness and to be welcoming of them in our lives. Yeah, um, you know, I'm just going to throw this out. Do you have any words to say to Lin? To Lin, we, we are so thankful to have you in our lives. You, yeah, you're really like part of our family and we will miss you when you return home. But we take comfort in knowing that we have a shared faith. And even though we don't know if we might meet you again, um, we would pray for you. And we want you to have a great life ahead because you've been such a blessing to us. We also know that um, your life will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your future family will be blessed. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. You know, as we close today's episode, is there just one last thing that you want to say to encourage families? Uh, you know, in, in what just one simple thing that they can do to honour and appreciate their domestic helpers. We might not have a wonderful helper, Um even then, she's not perfect, but we also choose to appreciate the good. Um, we can be honest in our feedback, but also respectful and kind. And the way we treat them affects the atmosphere in our house. And so we want to build safe, loving, caring, life-giving atmosphere in our home. Thank you, Jeannie. You know, we have uh, reached the end of today's episode. We really appreciate you for sharing your heart and even sharing about your project that you have created together with Lynn. And I hope you all the success uh, in hoping you know, that you'll be able to sell this book out and maybe have a reprint even. Um, and yeah, thank you for being on the Parent Ad Podcast. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for having me. If you have any questions as a parent that we can help you with, um, write to us at parentad at family.org.sg. Uh, or you can subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter that is www.family.org.sg slash subscribe or you can get access to exclusive family life content on our telegram channel uh, that is Thriving Family uh, SG so with that we have come to the end of today's Parent Ad Podcast uh, this is Aaron signing off have a great week with your family <music> <music>